This is the Couch Guys Force Loose Change Podcast, episode number 27. We got myself, obviously, per usual, no guests this week. We have been on a guest roll, though, so no guests this week. Uh, myself, we got Jared, no Ross again. Ross, Boo, you who is, Ross, who is technically the third host of this show, has maybe been on perhaps... 11 of the episodes out of the 27 but that's besides the point so we got nick cherico basketball guy all sports guy basically for the website what up nick thanks for coming on dude glad to be so we got we got sergio dip on the table we got the patriots being upset last week on the table and this sunday's game and then we also have doug fister and the red sox playoff rotation but you know what by the end of this the show Doug Fister might no longer be a topic of conversation because it's the top of the first with one out and Doug Fister has got given up four runs and just gave up a two run jack to the bullpen Ew. so the imagination that Doug Fister was actually possibly going to be a fifth starter or a fourth starter or a third starter for the Red Sox playoff rotation might be dissipating before our, before our eyes right now so first topic though Sergio Dip uh, we saw a superstar be born this yeah, we week did. Superstar absolutely be born Monday night. So I'm watching Monday Night Football. Uh, it was the second second game. It was the Chargers versus the uh, Denver Broncos, right, Nick? That's who the game was? Yeah. Versus the Denver Broncos. I feel like I'm wrong, but I'm right. No, you're right. Um, and then all of a sudden they had this. They went from the broadcast to the man on the sideline his name was Sergio Dip from ESPN Deportes and you know you're expecting when you see that a guy who actually has a TV presence and is going to give you know a, a normal sideline report because it's really tough honestly to screw up a sideline report and then out of the trees Sergio Dip starts talking and you almost get the sense that he's drunk and when you're watching this you're thinking holy crap is this guy is this guy for real? Is this a joke? He was so bad you thought it was a joke. Jared, play it. It's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close just watching Coach Vance Joseph from here. You watch him now on the screen. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive back in the NFL. And here he is. Having the time of his life. It doesn't even make any sense. The guy just went so... It, it was like that they gave him a script and he said, fuck the script. And he just he just ran off with it. There was... It was insane. It was almost unimaginable that the world of sports could actually put somebody out there with... I mean, I'm sure he's fine on ESPN Deportes. But English-wise, no talent. Absolutely none. It was insane. A star was born because he blew up on social media right after. It was the, phenomenal. The best part of that was at the end. He's on the field, on the screen, as you can see, <laughs> having the time of his life. Like, what is that? And I love this. This is great. I'm, you know what I'm really more mad about is the fact that they didn't even put him back on TV. Like, that was it. That was the beginning of the game. You never saw him again. Yeah, I was itching for more Sergio after that. I got none. Like, late night Monday Night Football. No one cares. Like, yeah, they made some history having uh, the girl broadcast the game. Rex Ryan was terrible. Like, that oh, was, was my... That, I will say the play-by-play, though, was great. She yeah, was very good. She was phenomenal. That's why she got to do it. But, like, 
Who cares? It's a, no half the America's not even watching this game because it's in, especially on this side of the country. It's in the middle of the night for most people. If you watch Sergio Dip, you want yourself some more Sergio Dip. I was just shocked watching that. I was genuinely like, "What is happening?" Because again, I'm watching this live. I'm watching it because of fantasy football. If I didn't have Keenan Allen in the game, I would not have been watching it. And all of a sudden, this Sergio Dip guy shows up on my screen, starts talking. And I am instantly locked into the broadcast. It wasn't even a question. I was not going to leave my TV until Sergio Dip was done talking about whatever. My favorite part when he, when he was like, and there he is. You can see him on your screen. Yeah, thanks, Sergio. I'm watching TV. I'm watching freaking TV, dude. Not on the radio, Where Sergio. <laughs> Where else would he be? It was out of this world. It was so unimaginable. Again, ESPN, the ESPN, thought that this guy could do a sideline report in English. It's clear that it's not his first language. You thought that he could do this? It was bananas. It yeah. was insane. And I don't, I'm not even mad at him. Like, he probably said the few words he knew in English, like, well. Like, that's what, you know, here on the screen, he probably practiced that all night. He probably sat in his room, you know, I'm on TV. I should probably know screen here on your TV. Like, I should know all this stuff in English, right? And no one knows what he's saying in Spanish because people, I mean, who watch the ESPN, like, Deportes, like, some people watch it who don't even speak Spanish. They just do it for the fun of it because Spanish broadcasts of stuff are kind of funny when you don't know what they're saying. So, like, I guarantee you he had, he knew what he was saying, but it was like the few words in English that he could say well enough to make that sound okay. Yeah, because that was the thing, too. It wasn't even like he had a thick, heavy accent. Like, his accent was actually pretty good. So, it kind of just sounded like a guy who knew English who just didn't speak very well, and they just threw him out there because his accent sounded fine. And what I didn't understand was in the apology video or whatever, I don't even know if I would call it an apology video uh, that we're going to play in a second for you. He mentioned how he is 29 years old. The, the the apology video, you know what, Jared? Can you just play that for me now? Oh, hold on a second. Keep talking. I, yeah, okay. So after, after this, he blows up on social media. People are giving him crap. People are loving him. So he's he's a social media star. And at first, he during the game, he is just tweeting out emojis. He is going on with all of these. Like it, pretty, He was reacting pretty funny uh, with the whole situation. But then the next morning... He comes out with this video. It's been a couple of hours now trying to digest what just happened to a 29-year-old Mexican guy like me. It's 9-11. I'm in Denver, Colorado. And this is the NFL. A Monday night football game between the Broncos and the Chargers, the biggest stage possible. I was studying my elementary school, September 11, 2001, in Calexico, California. Born in Mexicali, Baja California, Mexico. But growing up in the American environment as a minority a minority like head coaches Vance Joseph and Anthony Lynn so what I wanted to do was to show some respect 
making my debut as a minority on American national TV. The biggest stage out there. On the most heartfelt day in this great country made up by immigrants and on some people's perspective, it all went wrong. But I truly meant no disrespect because all I wanted to do was to show some love to these two historical head coaches. Hopefully, I'll have another chance and be sure I'll make the most out of it. Like, what is that? I don't understand. And I mean, that whole video, the way that is, like, he, sp he speaks softly, he's reading off of something. Like, he's clearly reading something. He looks down, if you watch the video, he, he looks down like every couple seconds. And then all of a sudden is like, I'm sorry. The biggest stage in, in Monday Night Football between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Like, uh, just don't even do that. What are you doing, dude? He was acting like he just invoked a horrible thing on the United States. He starts talking about uh, he just wanted to do a great job for Monday Night Football. He's acting like he dishonored Monday Night Football, which is, which is just so ridiculous. And one of the most annoying parts of the video was he brought up 9-11. And like, yeah, man, we know that it's 9-11 and all, but you don't have to bring it up. There's no need to bring it up. Like, this, this, nothing with what you did has anything to do with 9-11. And then he kind of touched on being Mexican-American in the video. But then he kind of didn't blame anything on being a minority. So it was just, it was just a video that just didn't make any sense. And other parts of the video that didn't make any sense to me was he says that he's 29 years old, right? Then he brings up, and again, this might be a language barrier. Then he brings up that he was in elementary school when 9-11 happened. Dude, if you're 29, you were not in elementary school because I was in elementary school and I'm 23 years old. Same. I was in, I was in second grade when that happened. Yep. So, okay, if you're 29, you were not in elementary school. The guy was all over the place. None of none of this video made any sense. Why are you talking about nine eleven? It looks like like a hostage cam. Like he's in his suit. Like he's sitting like a, a blank <laughs> wall behind him. That early? Like I don't even know what he's doing. But this whole video just screams like he's trying to salvage what dignity he thinks he has left. When it's just clear that ESPN made a mistake for thinking this guy could talk uh, per perfect enough English to blast on TV. Now, like I said, at this point, keep throwing him out there. Don't admit you made a mistake. Like just keep saying, hey, he did a great job. We think he did fine. Like, obviously, English isn't his first language. Just go that route. Why? Now yeah. you don't have a sideline reporter. I think there's no way they roll that guy out again. Or yeah, if they now, do, no. at least for a couple, like, it, they're going to let it, they have to wait, like, a couple weeks. Like, give the dude Rosetta Stone. Like, give they him will, something. They will on ESPN Deportes. Oh, yeah, just That's not just, on, well, yeah, not he on national TV like that. Here, here's my thing, though. Like, what? What conversations have they had with – has he had with the producers that made them believe that he could speak well enough English to actually be out there and do a broadcast from the sideline? Because you don't just send any guy out there. ESPN does not ever just send a guy out there to do a sideline broadcast unless they think that he's actually really good. And he's just – he wasn't anywhere near good. He wasn't even – I've seen some mediocre performances – that was just horrendous. Was it, was it was hilarious. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was funny for us. 
It was awesome for us, and now the guy gets all sad. People are there, like of course you got those, you've got those a holes on Twitter who, when you start making fun of him, he's always like, they're like, leave him alone. He didn't do anything wrong. He was trying his best. What world are we in where we cannot tear apart people in the media? That's just yeah. that's what they sign up for. Did you see Bob Lee the the next day? He was on. He's the guy that does uh, outside the lines. Yes, he, I did. He yeah, he was like just stood up for him and called us all trolls, which we are, but. He he seemed like <laughs> super mad about it, and I was it was just like, dude, calm down. Oh oh yeah, he was pissed. He was having about fun. It. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed about it, and like and and he deserves it. Like Jim Murray said on the Sports Hub, Jim Murray just ex- has explained that he has been on, he has screwed up so many times on air, and he bets that Jimmy Stewart has a whole folder back there just with Jim, just with Murray's screw ups. Oh, he definitely does, which is fine. Which is fine. You gotta own up to it. You gotta you screw up. You can say, okay, whatever. That was my bad. We screwed up before, Jared. I'm sure you screwed up when you were with ESPN in New Hampshire. I screwed up on that show before. You just gotta own it and make fun of yourself because people are going to respect that when you make fun of yourself. Sergio was a superstar on Monday night, an absolute superstar. People loved him. People loved his responses. Come Tuesday morning, a lot of his fans were gone. He screwed up by putting that by posting that video. There's no need. No need. Oh, if he didn't post that video, we'd all be fans of Sergio. We'd all be all for him. Like, bring him back, ESPN. What are you doing? There'd be campaigns to bring Sergio back onto TV. But because of that video, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like like Nick said earlier, people stuck around in that game on the East Coast where it was super late. The game started at, what, 10, 1030? Mm-hmm. People stuck around to see if Sergio Dip was coming back. Hell, I named my fantasy football team Chips and Sergio Dip. <laughs> awesome. I love I'm, that. I'm all in on this guy. I was all in on this guy, but his name just works out too well for a fantasy football team. Um, okay, Red Sox tied four to one right now. Uh, next topic: Patriots smoked, 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 smoked on a very anticipated night. In uh, Nick, Nick, your dogs are bananas, or are those yards, Jared's? No, those aren't mine. Those scumbag dogs. Patriots, ignore the dogs, listeners. Ignore the dogs. The Patriots, Thursday night, very anticipated game. They have the Kansas City Chiefs coming into uh, their home. Big banner night, unveiling the banner. Uh, Clown towel night, Barstool Sports showing up with 70,000 clown towels. I now have one in my cubicle. And because my girlfriend was there and she she didn't take me. She got you one. She did. She got four. Whoa, I want one. She parked next to she parked next to one of the volunteers. She gave it to her dad. She parked next to one of the volunteers who was giving them out, so he gave her four. Hell yeah. Um, um, but so Kansas City shows up, whatever. You expect the Patriots to win. Big night. Roger Goodell's there. We go and make fun of Roger Goodell. Patriots are the best. We're a bunch of arrogant a-holes, a bunch of arrogant asshats here in New England. And the Patriots get absolutely lit up 42 to 27. Yeah, it was a disgusting game. Disgusting. Terrible. That and defense was atrocious. It wasn't even the defense. Like, I mean, they were they were in the game for a little bit. They're winning, right? Going to the fourth quarter. Like, I don't know yeah. what I don't know what it was. It looks like they just lost focus and when the Chiefs scored again, they stopped playing. Now, you can attest injury to the defense side of things. Like Hightower didn't go back into the game. Uh, and then on offense side of things, Amendola didn't go back into the game and he might not even be playing now for a couple weeks because he has a concussion. So I don't know. But I'm not panic mode yet. Yeah, that game sucked. There was nothing good about that game. Brady didn't even look that good. So, 
I just have to chalk it up as a one-week thing. I hope history's on our side. Obviously, we've all seen the stat. The last three times this has happened, they won the Super Bowl. So I'll, I'll put panic mode if they lose to the Saints this weekend because that would be atrocity. Um, we saw how bad the Saints were this weekend in terms of, you know, at least their defense. And you shouldn't be losing to New Orleans Saints. At least the Chiefs are a somewhat good team. They're gritty on defense. And yeah, they're 12-4 they're, last year. Yeah, and they're expected to be there. So it's not like this was ever a cookie-cutter game, though. I thought it would be because all the hype and what it was, and, and it didn't play out to be that way. But I'm not surprised that the Chiefs hung in there and won this game because they're a good team, and Alex Smith had the game of his life. That's what it took to win that game, and it did. No, and I hated that, too. I hated the narrative going into the game that the Patriots were just going to steamroll over Kansas City. Like, what What on earth caused people to think that? Kansas City's a good football team. I know Alex Smith is kind of boring to watch, blah, blah, blah. We've all heard it. And Andy Reid has no idea what when to call a timeout. I saw a tweet by PMT commenter, uh, or PFT commenter uh, on Barstool. It was like the morning of the game. And he tweeted out, breaking news, Andy Reid just tried to call his first timeout. It was <laughs> And it was hilarious, but like that's just how bad he is with clock management, which honestly he wasn't even that bad with. He had a good game. Andy Reid had a good game. Everybody for Kansas City had a game. Alex Smith. They made Alex Smith like an absolute superstar. 28 for 35, 368 yards, four passing touchdowns. This kid, Kareem Hunt, comes out of the trees. We knew he had talent. We didn't know he had this much talent. And with one touchdown. And plus... Think about this. Kareem Hunt, one of the most impressive stats was during his college career, he never lost. He never fumbled. He fumbled one time in all of his carries. In that one fumble, he got back. So he never lost a fumble in college. His first run as a professional football player up the gut, he fumbles the ball. You think that's going to shake him? All of his teammates are trying to talk to him uh, over on the sideline. He's pushing people away. No, 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 don't talk to me. He comes back and has the game of his life. His first game, 148 yards on 17 carries and a touchdown. That kid's a rookie. That kid is a rookie and Patriots non-existent linebacker. It was disgusting. Yeah, and the way, you know, I watched this game, we all did, and the fact that they were able to come in here and do this, and as soon as the schedule came out, everyone disrespected the Chiefs. I, Chiefs, I think they they saw I know Chiefs, I did. Chiefs, Patriots, and it was like well, that's a boring game. Not make it the Falcons. Like you know, everyone kind of thought that. I think we, I think we all did. But you know, watching that game, there's so many situations where you're like, what the hell? You know, the fumble happens, you get the ball back, you're up seven nothing, and then you potentially go up fourteen nothing. They call the play back because Gronk didn't catch that ball. You go for it in fourth down, and you're easy chip shot field goal make it 10 nothing guys like what are you doing ten, up 10 in the first quarter against the Chiefs that's a win you might put them away then because when you're down two scores that early it's it's kind of defeating especially for a team like that where you have a coach who can fold very easily um, has a history of doing it Alex Smith's a, a folding type quarterback over the history of his career doesn't win big games and you give them an out you give them an out for Kareem Hunt's fumble and so it's Simple plays, simple decisions that I didn't really agree with. Um, like I said, not 100% concerned because of the fact that it's only one game and it's early as hell and they have a lot of new moving parts on defense, on offense. But, you know, questionable decisions for sure. And like that, fir- that first fourth down attempt that they failed, Gillisley couldn't get it through. Um, I, th- I thought it was moronic. And, and also, speaking of that, fuck people saying you missed LeGarrette Blunt. Screw that. You do not miss LeGarrette Blunt. 
Gillisley had three Gillisley touchdowns. Gillisley scored three touchdowns. Like, yeah, screw Gillisley you. That's what nice. Blunt was good at. He was good at putting the ball in the end zone east, and Gillisley did that. Screw all y'all who think LeGarrette Blunt's actually a good running back. He's terrible. M- Mike Gillisley is better. And remember the stat last year? Out of 18 touchdowns by LeGarrette Blunt, league-leading 18 touchdowns, 11 of those came from the one-yard line. So it's not like he was doing anything spectacular. Nope. Um, and, you know, I want to talk about the offensive line, too, because the offensive line that night looked good. They weren't bad. That looked, they looked pretty good. You know, One really, thing I can't – huh? I say, you know what was really funny? They talked about Marcus Cannon. Like, they highlighted Marcus Cannon, and people have a history of watching uh, or listening to our old ESPN show. They know I hate Marcus Cannon, but he did oh, get better. Nick, yeah. let me tell you something, man. When I was on that show with Jared and Steve – they used to both rip Marcus Cannon apart, and I was like, guys, you a-holes, listen to me. He's great. He's going to be fine. And now, he didn't he win Comeback Player of the Year last he year? Like, okay. He was phenomenal. I blame Skarnekia for that, not him. And the fact that— The talent was there. They knew yeah. it. Okay, here's the deal. The fact that they, they made him a point to call out Marcus Cannon on national TV for being good, and then like the next couple plays, he lets the guy right by him. Like, he— Ble- guys, open door policy, man. He came right in. Came in. No knocking. Just came right in. I have respect for Marcus Cannon, but he, I mean, the offensive line was fine, but still, I don't I don't like him. Yeah, you know what, though? That's like, that is the go-to for people who don't pay attention to football. Whenever Brady's not throwing well, all of the offensive line was letting the defense get to him. Oh, they were pressuring the quarterback. No, they were there was one point in the game where I tweeted that Tom Brady could have built a house back there. He had so much time. The first play of the game, Dwayne Allen was open nine yards down the field, wide open, and he missed him. Brady missed so many open opportunities and went 16 for 36 on the night. A lot of that is on Brady. Brady did not have a good night Thursday. I think a lot of that attributes to him not having Edelman, though, because it's been a while since he hasn't had him, and it takes a lot of getting used to because that hits that's his go-to like that's his security blanket yeah and you saw it like Amendola he got a couple catches but you put him in tough situations on Thursday night yeah, that's why like, he got hurt and look he's got he a concussion now, now like, yeah like he can't sustain not a lot of people can sustain what Julian Edelman does over the course of a year he can take hits and be fine we've seen it no, no one on this roster can take hits like he can no Gronk can't do it Amendola certainly can't do it Hogan won't be able to do it. So anyone they put in the slot, they have to. Brady has to tailor the way he throws the ball because you can't squeeze it in there tight spots and let your guy get laid out because it's not Julian Edelman. Can we go back to Gronk for a minute? Can we talk about how slow he looked, like all game? He he's an awful. He's a notoriously slow starter, though. I'm not worried about yeah, him. I'm not, I'm not, not worried Gronk either. either but he just looked. He looked gas. Well, yeah, the fact that he's healthy makes me feel better. Like I don't care. Like get in shape. You're fine. It's one game. I know he's healthy. He's lost weight. I honestly think he was only half trying because he was covered all night. And I think by Eric Berry, by Eric Berry until he got hurt. It sucks for Eric Berry, by the way, he's out for the year. But overall, I think Gronk saw the matchup has Eric Berry on him. I think I, I hate, I hate it. I don't like it at all, but I think he just half asked it. Yeah, I do. I do. I don't know if he half asked it, but he always starts off slow. He definitely but, didn't finish his routes. That's for sure. Yeah. And to go back to what you were talking about earlier with Edelman and having Admondola be, kind of his replacement remember Abendola came in to the Abendola came into the uh came onto the Patriots from St. Louis at the time uh to kind of replace Wes Welker and then Julian Edelman took over that role and Abendola 
there was one specific play I remember. It was a third down play, threw the ball quickly to Amendola over the middle. Amendola got crunched. The ball was in his hands, and he got crunched, and he dropped it. That's a play that you give to Julian Edelman, and he holds on to the ball. Amendola clearly cannot fill that void. That's just how it is. No, That's how a freak definitely can't. But do you got what happens I this mean, weekend? What happens this weekend? Because I know we want to move on at some point. But like, what happens against the Saints? I think they win. I think it, Brady's I think it's pissed. Brady's pissed. I will definitely be a shootout because the Saints can still throw the ball around. But and Patriots can't do what the Vikings were doing to the Saints on Monday, and that's get to Drew Brees. Because no as, as bad as that Saints offensive line is, the Pats pass rush pass rush is garbage. Like, well, you know, they need to play David Harris. You brought David Harris in here for a reason, and last Thursday they literally played him two snaps. Yep. You have to play him. He's not much he's, of a rusher, though. Yeah, but he's but, a vet who understands the game. That's why if Rob Nikovich comes out of retirement. That is good, whether or not he's lost his step, oh. because at least he can seal that edge. Pray. His, Pray pres- his he presence does. will definitely help if Nikovich does come back. But when they signed Harris, I initially thought that they would go with more of like a, him in the middle, and then that would open up more opportunities for Hightower to come in off the edge. But with Hightower probably out this week, it, that'll be weird. It'll be interesting what they see what they do. I bet Harris plays a lot more. He's going to have to, because what other choices do you have? You have Landon Roberts, who is good at, uh, what's his strength? Stuffing the run, but he's not great in pass defense, right? Not really. He can stuff the run. They got Van Noy, who they just extended two years. Am I missing? Van Noy, that good? Yeah, I don't know. I wish he's, they, he's, I wish they, I wish they like, gave the money to Hicks. Yeah, oh, yeah. me too. He looks me good too. this weekend. Me too, but you know what? Honestly, though, they're... The defensive front isn't my linebacking core. I think your defensive backs are fine. Your front four are fine. It's the linebackers because I like Malcolm Brown. I really like uh, – I from what I hear, Lawrence Guy is supposedly supposed to be a stud. We'll, we'll see if that Yeah, they happens. gave that guy $20 million. He better be pretty good. Seriously. Yeah, we got, got Trey Flowers who is blossoming. Uh, no pun intended. No pun was intended. Oh, it was Sam. It was it was damn intended. We got Trey Flowers coming hot. Trey Flowers is great. And am I missing somebody? Who's the last one? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but the front four are fine. It's the linebackers to me. The linebackers are the problem. And no yeah, who's that guy that they got from uh, Seattle? Uh, the one okay. that had like the arch. Yeah, he. What, who the? What the hell is he doing? Like <laughs> they had him out in coverage. I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be a D end, and they had him on that Kareem Hunt touchdown, the one where he was in the slot. He just he toasted him. Yeah, he, he's not supposed to be playing there. Him. He's no, not supposed to be playing there. Not. I don't know what they were thinking with that. He was torched in that play. And like, listen, the crosses with the with the eye black under your eyes. I guess that's kind of intimidating. But it was only intimidating until he start until he started to play because once he started to play, he just won't. <laughs> he wasn't intimidating at all. I can do that, and I'll get torched out. It was insane. It was just, it's something that you can't do, or you can get away with a little bit more against the Saints this weekend, because I know they have Drew Brees back there, but I don't think that offense is that good. No, no. Who's his receivers now? He's got Michael Thomas, who's his best. Ted Ginn Jr., okay. He's a beast. He's, 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 he's out. Ginn's, a, Ginn's actually a beast. I like I like Ginn Jr. For for what he is in that offense, he can be good this year. 
But I mean, their Bears biggest, no hands, their biggest, though. their biggest pass receiver potentially could be Kamara out of the backfield on third down because he's a stud. Uh, but I they mean, got AP, they, though. and they do have AP. Colby Fleener, don't sleep on Colby Fleener, tight end, New Orleans Saints. I will always sleep on Colby Fleener. Absolutely not. He's just. I had him in fantasy, and he blew it for me so many times. They also have Austin Carr, my guy, who I wanted the Patriots to keep. It'd be good the to Patriots. have him right now. Could be good to have him now. Oh, it would be good to have him now. But you, yeah. you don't, we have Philip Dorsett here in New England. Philip Dorsett's going to solve the problems. Did he even see the field on Thursday? I he, don't think I heard he, his name. He did because you know the flea flicker that didn't work? And you know oh, what? yeah, that, that was to him, wasn't it? That's, well, that's always embarrassing with the Patriots whenever – they uh, whenever they try a trick play and try to pull a, f- a fast one over the defense, and then yeah, it just they, they do it. The whenever they do it, though, you feel like they always get it, but like I don't know, they just couldn't pull it off that time. Oh yeah, and like whenever whenever there's a trick play involved, you always feel like they're they're going to win the game if they complete it. But like they did in the Super Bowl, or they tried one in the Super Bowl and it didn't work. Uh, this one didn't work, and then the last one I remember that did work, but they still lost the game. Was against it was that awful Eagles game two seasons ago. Yep, they were they threw the ball out to Brady, and they they still lost to the Eagles at home. I uh, absolutely bananas. But what do you guys think the Patriots do this weekend? Do they win? They win. Oh yeah. Belichick's not going to let them go on two. Brady's pissed. There's like no, that, it's that too. That. Brady's pissed. Like I don't know if he's on board with everybody yet. I don't know if everyone's on board yet who are who's new to the team, but. Um, Brady's pissed, and that's gonna, I think that'll be enough against that Saints team. I think Cook's going to have a big game. I, You know what? I think he will, too. Uh, it's in New Orleans, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cooks is going to have a big game. He's going back to his old team, uh, and he wants to show them, hey, look what you guys could have done if you threw me the ball more, even though he wanted the ball more and he was the team's leading uh, receiver. You know, but, yeah, whatever. Cooks, you know what whatever. motivates this team? Patriots are actually getting their whole, a whole new field when they come home because they apparently ripped up the field turf for no reason. Yeah, that that was funny. I thought that was wicked funny. Didn't they put that in in May? They did. They did. They yep. did. I don't know why they did it. Uh, I heard murmurs that maybe a lot of players were saying that it was too soft. Uh, but being a guy who works around turf, uh, and I'm in charge of a turf field in Weymouth, I didn't even know. Like, I, I thought you could just pick up some of the beads with a machine, and it would make it less soft. Like The turf itself, is it's fine. It's the beads that makes it soft. I always I thought that you could just take the beads out, but maybe I'm wrong. I guarantee uh, you they said that, and Belichick went, then rip it the fuck up. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Oh, probably. Did you hear him on Dale and Holly this week? No. When they asked him about the uh, the turf, he was like, I don't know. Ask a, I'm not a field expert. <laughs> ask a field expert. <laughs> well, I'm like, not a doctor right, either, he, so. Yeah, you know what? Speaking of which, he was a real dick this week on Dale and Holly. He's, he's always Sometimes, a dick. Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes, because you know, you got you know me, Jared. I am more of an EEI listener than I am a sports hub listener, so I'm always listening to those interviews, the Tom Brady interview, and Belichick when he goes on Dale and Holly sometimes. Uh, and I used to intern for them. Shout out. Uh, the sometimes he's actually pretty decent of an interview, but this week he was he's he's had a few where he's just a dick, and this week he was like, what else can you do? Dale and Holly and Keith are asking like the right questions. And they're just not getting any kind of response out of them. Oh, you have to post loss. What do you expect? Yeah, it's going to be the typical. You know, we 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 played well, but we didn't play well enough. What are you going to do? We got work to do, and uh, I'm not the field expert, so ask them. <laughs> yeah, but you know what though? Like, not even though. Like, 
if, if you listen to Brady and Belichick this week, they both kind of act like nothing was good this week, which is kind of true. But, like, it, we have to remember last Thursday, if they score that second touchdown and it's 14 nothing, slaughter them. They're on the verge of a, of a blowout. Verge of an absolute blowout. Even if they score the ten, like you said, even if they kick that field goal and they go up ten nothing, that's still a motivation killer for the other team. Oh, you have a chance to blow them out. Yeah. But what do you guys think the score is going to be this week? Oh, it's going to be up there. Maybe I'd say they both get thirties. Like I think it's going to be close, but like 30, 38-35. I, I think it's like forty-two. 35 paths like it's they're hitting the 40s see i think it's going to be 42 to 24 i don't think new orleans is going to score a hell of a lot on the defense i think the defense had its ass kicked this week and i think they're going to come in a little fired up i wouldn't hate that that would be nice i'm just like i'm not expecting it yeah that's what i'm expecting all right short show this week guys so hey next week i'm going to cali no so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be on the show well crap let's say Unless I do the show from California. I say you do from California, my friend. Which I'm most likely not going to do because Amanda already might have my freaking ass for not being able to go out and do errands tonight. She's pissed at me right now. I'm worried about going to that other room. Um, go now. Who cares? Go do errands now? That's what I said. I was like, we can go at 8 o'clock. And she was like, no. And I was like, all right, whatever. Classic classic freaking girl answer. Like, give a give a, give a, a fine solution and then Let's just be like, go after. No. No, it's not, never mind. It's not good enough anymore. Oh, it's insane. You know, she could probably hear me through this wall right now. It's She's okay. probably going to be pissed at me. She already is. So it's okay. She already is. Yeah, whatever. So, um, so I'm going to be in California next week. I know it's going to be Jared on the show. Uh, that's all I we got. About, I don't know about Ross. Who knows? Why don't you do it solo? Why don't you do it solo? Show <laughs> half hour. Meet, Who knows? Meet Who knows? Who knows with the Ross? It could be Nick. could be Connor. could be Steve. could be Nicotinas. I don't know. Uh, we're going to figure that out. Also, trying to get somebody else from comcast sports on for the show two weeks from now and jared you know if you can get a guest for next week and you want to do a show like that that would be perfect that would be cool um, don't, don't don't just pimp me out there thinking i'm going to do all this for you while you're gone <laughs> come on you gotta host the show while i'm gone i can host the show i know you can i'll i'll, I'll text around you just have you it. ever have you ever hosted a show before y- yeah with you on it remember that you did. He he brought me on. You know what? I was sitting in this chair when I first did that show where I told Jared to do radio, and he was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll have you on ESPN. And that's where everything blew up. That's where it that. blossomed. That's where our you know what? Happened. I, you know what, Jared? I had an idea, too, by the way. Oh, so so we've got <laughs> – hear me out here. So we have Jesse's uh, wedding next uh, next month, right? It's in like 25 days or something. It is. And I RSVP'd. I said I'm going. I'm going alone because Amanda won't go. Um, Wait, what? But she can't go, and uh, yeah, well, she can't go. She's what did she have that day? She's got she's got something going on that day. I forget what it is though. Um, and I want to do the show from. Oh, come on, Sandy, you bastard! Uh, sorry, Sandy Lane just dropped the freaking ball. Um, I want to do the show from Jess's wedding. I would do it. Or part of the show. That would be legendary. We could set up the mics on the table. That would be legendary. That would be the first video show at the wedding with Jess behind us. Hey, what's going on? We're at the wedding. Yeah, we need to figure out the video. You know how to do the video because of Lauren, right? I saw Lauren posting it for CLNS. Yeah, we do the video for for CLNS. We'll, We'll figure it out. 
figure it out. All right, Couch Cast Sports Loose Change Podcast, episode number 27. Hopefully the Patriots get their act together. No me next week, but we got at least Jared on the show. Have a good night, everybody. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and Twitter iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram. Find us on everything. Have a good night.